Hello, and thanks for checking out the KZMC podcast. My name is April King, and I am the Associate Pastor at KZMC. This podcast is a recording of sermon teachings from our 9.30 a.m. Sunday morning worship gatherings. We release a new episode every Tuesday. If you're looking to check out our Sunday mornings, you can find our live stream over on our YouTube channel on Kingsfield Zurich Mennonite Church. We would also love to have you join us in person. You can find out all the details about our Sunday mornings on our website, kzmc.ca. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Well, good morning, everybody. It's good to see you all. Good. Is it good to be seen? Yes, I see you. Isn't that? So this morning we are going to be continuing our, our little series on Advent. But before we do that, uh, I'm going to need a couple of volunteers, a couple of these young gentlemen up front. You guys just got volunteered, everyone in the front row. So we have these cards. Get up here, guys. Come on. Look, look alive. So I'd like you guys to hand out one of these to everybody here. Okay? So just go for it. We didn't rehearse this. This is a <laughs> So we've got these little cards. This says, Oh, come let us adore him. KZMC Christmas Eve service, December 24th, 7 p.m. The youth handed these out at the parade, and we made a whole bunch. And I thought this morning, why don't I just give one to each of you? And there's more. there'll be more at the back if you want more. But sometime this week, invite somebody to our Christmas Eve service. Just hand this to them, put it in their mailbox. You could mail it, but it probably won't make it. <laughs> you could take a picture of it and text it to them, but just a little invite to come to our Christmas Eve service on Sunday. Um, Deb had these made for the youth, and she said I could, I could use them, so we got lots made. So hand that out to someone this week. Invite them to our Christmas Eve service. Honestly, Christmas Eve has got to be my favorite service of the year. I don't know about anybody else, but I love it. I just love how at a Christmas Eve service, it just seems like everyone is in this different headspace. No one's thinking about work tomorrow. No one's planning. Everyone is just kind of slowed down. And I think it's actually what heaven is going to be like, where we just kind of rest in God's presence. So I love Christmas Eve. So thanks, guys. Good job. That was amazing. <laughs> amazing. <clears throat> We're in good hands. Our future is in good hands. <laughs> All right. So isn't the gospel message wonderful? Isn't communion a wonderful thing to celebrate? I mean, it's incredible. If we just stopped and thought about it for a moment, it should absolutely amaze us that we have the forgiveness of sins, that we have the salvation of our souls, that you and I can come to Christ, we can come to know God personally. Our Lord and Savior died for us. He gave us his life. The creator of the universe came as a small child, lived his life, and gave it up willingly for us. Shouldn't we be filled with absolute joy? Yes? 
I mean, without the gospel, without Christmas, we are lost. We are absolutely lost. We have no hope. We should be filled with incredible joy. And yet, I think at times the joy of this season can be lost on us. We can miss it. In fact, I would say we live in a world where there is less and less joy. We have things like happiness, excitement. The world is full of pleasures and things to comfort us and to do. But I don't think we have that deep inner joy. It, we can, it can be robbed from us. The other day I was driving in my car and I was thinking, what would it, how would it change the way I live if I was filled with more joy? What would my life look like? I thought, why don't I have more joy in my life? If the gospel story is true, and I believe it is, and Jesus really did come, shouldn't I be filled with more joy? Especially during this season where we celebrate his coming. Why? I'm not saying I have no joy in my life, but it, it just feels like there's something missing. There's so many things that can steal our joy. Anxieties, fears, distractions, busyness. It seems like the thing that David called out for, the joy of my salvation, it seems like it's hard to experience. As I was driving down the road, I had another thought. What if I asked God to fill me with joy? What if my joy was not something that I created, but that was given to me? And I thought, is that even biblical? Is that even how it works? And we're going to see in the scripture today that yes, I think that's how it works. We are filled with joy. Joy is something that, that God can give us. Now, don't hear me saying that we should expect life on earth to be so full of joy that we walk around like a three-year-old hopped up on cinnamon swirls and Coca-Cola 24-7. I don't think that's what we're shooting for in when we're talking about this. We all know there are events, there's seasons in our life where we grieve, where there's loss, where there's pain, where there's hardships, those those dark valleys that we have to walk through, that God is with us. Life is not a party. It was never promised to be a party. But I believe that especially when it comes to our salvation, there ought to be something deep down rooted inside my life, joy. No matter what I'm going through, there is something deep under the surface, joy of my salvation. A deep, profound joy that cannot be dislodged. So let's look a little closer at the scriptures today and see what it means to have joy, or perhaps a better way to say it, to receive joy. If you've got Philippians 4 open, have a look. If you're not there, go back to Philippians 4, and I have a job for you. I want you to look at verses 4 to 6. I've got written down five things that I am to do. Can you name all five? There might even be a sixth in there. I don't know. What are, we, what are we supposed to do? Have a look at your Bibles. What does it say? Just yell it out. Be joyful. Okay, rejoice. Yep. What else? Is that a different translation or is that? Okay. Okay, don't be anxious. That's, I didn't have that one, but yep. 
I got two out of five. What else you got? Be gentle. Yes. Be nice to the Leafs. Be nice to the Oilers. Don't be mean. What else? I got two more here. Prayer and thanksgiving. Yeah, prayer. The, prayer is one. Present things to God and be thankful. Is there any others? I counted five. Guard your hearts. Okay. Don't be anxious. Okay, we got all five. Good work. Five out of five. Are we having coffee time today? Yes? Okay, you're all allowed to have coffee. If you would have failed that, I would have canceled coffee time. <clears throat> and then in verse 7, there's a shift. Verse 4 to 6, it's things that I'm asked to do. But then there's a shift in verse 7. Can you hear it? Do you see it? Verse 7 says, And the peace of God, which transcends understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Do you see the shift? We do something, one to five, and then the presence of God shows up. Whose peace is that that guards your heart? Is that your peace? Whose is it? God's peace. Something other than me happens here. Now I know we're talking about joy today, but, and Paul's talking here about peace. But I think it establishes this idea that <clears throat> God himself can move upon this heart and mind. It's not something that I create. It's not something that I drum up. It's not as if we, all right, guys, let's all do 20 push-ups. Rah, 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 let's go. I'm not sure we could all do 20 push-ups. Maybe, I don't know. But do you hear what I'm saying? It's not, I don't, I'm not pumping myself up. It's not as if I'm creating this. God moves. The peace of God can come upon us. Joy and peace, I think they're cousins. I think they're, they're related. But as we do those five things, the peace of God comes upon us. It transcends understanding. We can't understand it. It's outside of me. Something comes. I want to tell you a story where I experienced God's peace. So 2020, must have been April or May, right at the beginning of, of the, the fun times we all know as COVID um, in our denomination. I remember the day very specifically because our denomination, we had like a, a huge Zoom meeting and I was given the task of how to, how to do self-care as a pastor during COVID. So I remember giving this talk and I hadn't been feeling really well for several days, kind of had a bad cold and flu. Um, I ended up eventually getting tested for COVID, but that was right at the beginning and they, they only tested you once and it wasn't really reliable. I think it was probably COVID that I had, but can't confirm that. But the, the night after I did that talk online, I remember waking up in the middle of the night and I had this, I've never felt it before, but from about here to here, on each of my arms was this just, I called it like a deep ache. It was just this throbbing, aching pain. So I woke up Liz and sort of, you know, 
what should I do? And so I decided, well, I'm going to have a hot shower. Cause maybe it's just sore muscles. A hot shower would feel better. So I had a hot shower, got back into bed. I did not feel better. And Liz is like, well, I need to, I should probably call the, the ambulance. Something's, something's up, right? So the ambulance comes and I walk out. They didn't, I walked out. I wasn't feeling that bad. I walked in there and they hooked me up to the heart monitor thing. And the guy says, ah, something's up here. I think you've had a minor heart attack. And I was like, are you sure? Because I think, I think run two or three miles a day. I, I think I'm pretty healthy. He's like, well, it doesn't lie, so it's a heart attack. So they take me to the local hospital, which was just 20 minutes away. Uh, they do some blood work, and I forget which. They do some test, and they're like, well, it's not a minor heart attack. It's a fairly serious heart attack you've had. And still I'm like, what? Are you sure? Like, really? And... I said, well, we're going to send you to Regina, the, the, sort of the, the larger hospital. We're going to send you to the cardiac unit just for a, a couple days of observation. So you get in there. And by this time, my anxiety levels are ramping up rapidly, especially when you go into the cardiac unit and you see all these people who are really not doing very well. And then they do some more blood work and they say, well, actually, um, you've had a major heart attack we're sending you in for surgery now. And so I'm sitting there and they show you this really stressful video about what's gonna happen to you and all these animations of how they put stints in and I'm like, goodness gracious, what is going on? I mean, I am just, my anxiety is just ramping up and they're wheeling me to the operating theater, whatever you call that place. And the, you know, you're lying on the bed, it's like that movie scene where you're going down the hallway and the lights above you, shing, shing, shing. I was like, and by this time, I'm, I'm almost to the point of, I'm so anxious, I'm just filled with fear. And at that time, no one was allowed in the hospital, like nobody. So I'm by myself with all these doctors and nurses. And the doctor that I had, I think was a genius I think the doctor's intelligence is rated by how messy their hair is. And this, this guy, his name was Dr. Wojcik. And he's this, I think he, um, he's this old Ukrainian doctor and his hair is just like, and so he has zero bedside manners and is just like, you know, did not lower my anxiety at all. But honestly, as the lights are going by, I just said this prayer, and it's one of those cheesy prayers, like you're bargaining with God. I just said, God, if you get me through this, I'm just gonna live for you, 100%. Like, just help me get through this. And I'm not saying all my anxiety disappeared, because I was a wreck for several days. But I'll tell you, as soon as I said that prayer, something changed. Something changed in my demeanor, in my peace. God showed up, heard my silly, desperate prayer, but God showed up. So we go into the room, and what do they call it when they put the camera in? Is that an endoscope? Is that right? They put this little, I don't know how they cut, they made a cut in the vein here, who's medical? <laughs> and they put a the camera into your heart, and so they, you're still awake and they're looking at my heart, and I'm lying there, and the guy's like, oh, sir, your heart looks 100%. Your heart is 100% clean, which was kind of surprising because I do have a family history of 
high cholesterol, and my cholesterol is not high, but it's high normal. And but he's like, don't whatever you're doing, don't change anything. Your heart looks great, but you've got inflammation all around your heart. What do they call it? Myocarditis, pericarditis. So your heart's inflamed, or the, the tissue around your heart. So I don't know whether God healed my heart or whatever, but at that point, I I didn't matter because I there was just this peace that came upon me. Um, I had to be in recovery for a long time. I wasn't supposed to do any exercise, which I did, but I was. it was literally here, take this anti-inflammatory for six months and you'll be fine. And ever since, it's been fine. But I tell that story just to tell, tell you, I think God does move. There are times in life where God shows up and we need to have that in our minds. We don't experience God just through reading the Bible and just through talking to him. Sometimes God shows up and he does a work in our lives, in our hearts. So whose peace will guard us? God's peace. Look at our other scripture for this morning, Psalm 51, verse 10 to 12. If you want to turn to Psalm 51. And this is the psalm David wrote after Nathan the prophet confronted him. David had murdered a man. David had stolen a man's wife, had committed adultery with her. So David had risen to fame. This is the same guy that slew the the giant, had done all these incredible things for God, and yet he had this terrible fall into sin and brokenness. And because of that, Many things were taken from David. But I think this is not dissimilar to us. And I'm not saying we've all committed maybe the same crimes that David did. We haven't murdered people. We haven't done such horrible things. But I think we've all been touched by sin. Our own sin, the sin of others. We live in this broken world. Others have hurt us. Maybe we have been the one to hurt And things can be stolen from us, our joy, our peace. That's what sin tends to do. It tends to to take things away. Sin is death. It steals things away from us. And look what David says in these verses. He says, Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. David is asking God to do a spiritual work. David is calling out, God, please, I need you. Some things have been stolen from me. Some things have been lost. I need you to come to restore what has been stolen. In the Philippians passage we read a moment ago, there was a part that we played. We rejoice. We, we're gentle. We don't let anxiety control us. We ask God. We are to ask. But then the peace of God comes. In Psalm 51, which we, did, we just read, David had to ask, God, restore these things that have been stolen from me. Restore my joy. Got another assignment for you. Someone turn to Psalm 23, 
verse 3, yell out that first phrase. What does it say? Psalm 23, verse 3. Just the first phrase in that verse. What does it say? He refreshes my soul. Anyone have any different word than refresh in their translation? Restore? Renew? So who's doing that work? Who's doing the renewing, the refreshing, the restoring? God. He restores my soul. Does anyone here need some restoring? Anyone driving down the highway like a clapped out Dodge and need, need, need to be remade into a Ford? <laughs> who needs to be fixed? In all seriousness, who, who, who feels like, you know what? I need something restored in me. I need the joy of my salvation. I need, I need it back, God. And I wrote here in my notes, it sounded profound last night, maybe it's not as profound as it should be, but I said the Christian life is not just about character development and talking to God. It's also about a mighty God coming and touching us and ministering to us in a very, and I underline the word real, in a very real way. I think we can forget that there is this God who wants to know us, who wants to be near us, who wants to minister to us. We all need more of God. We all need healing. We need our joy to be restored. This is the season. This is the time to celebrate and have joy. Let's not just try to be joyful. Let's ask God to restore the joy of our salvation. Do you guys know that song, Create in Me a Clean Heart? If we tried to sing that a cappella, would that be okay? Would you join me? Because I think we all need to ask. And if you don't know the words, it's almost the same as the scripture. It's very close. Why don't you stand with me and let's sing. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cleanse me not away from thy presence, O Lord, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and renew a right spirit within me. Let's sing it again. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away 
from thy presence, O Lord, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and renew a right spirit within me. Thank you for singing. You can be seated. Our world needs joy. There's so many people searching for meaning and purpose and for ways to navigate this challenging, changing world. What if as Christians this holiday season we were carrying around just a little more joy? And as much as it's our job to, to rejoice and to see the things that God is doing, to pray and not to be anxious, I think our joy is also something that is, so let's be joyful this season and ask God to fill us with joy. Worship team, would you come and lead us?